Fasha. He's dead. Dead is Fasha. Oh, he's dead. Oh, his father. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Welcome to Fatherhood, a podcast exploring all things about being a dad. I'm Ryan, the world's most embarrassed dad. And I'm Austin, the world's proudest dad. Aww. Well, uh, I'll tell you why I'm all embarrassed, okay. if you want to hear. Yep. Um, it's actually your fault. Uh-oh. And your wife's fault. Uh-oh. Because this morning, uh-huh. I picked up some Starbucks on the way over, <laughs> and um, I had to order a tall, hot, oak milk honey latte with Starbucks blonde espresso, and... A venti iced coffee with half and half and three pumps of white mocha. Mmm, delicious. Those weren't for me. I got a venti Americano. Because <laughs> um, you're American. That's right. That's right. Look for DNA and you'll find USA. <laughs> Runs through my veins. That's right. Yeah, so uh, why are you proud? Well, I guess I'm not. Uh <laughs> As he's taking a sip, I try to give him the spit his coffee. Uh, my um, my manly coffee. Yeah, his American coffee. Um, I'm proud. I, I was tra- toying with saying stash-tastic, but I didn't want to give it away yet. But oh, I, yeah. I uh, have grown out my facial hair, and I um, I actually got a little... Uh, I, don't, I guess it's called a Fu Manchu. I'm not sure. Oh. I, I had a goatee. Uh-huh. And I shaved my chin and that little like patch of hair underneath my bottom lip, and so now I have a mustache that goes all the way down to my my chin on both sides of my mouth. Yeah, all the way down. It looks good. I uh, that's thanks, what I, man. My wife hates it. Yeah, that that's <sighs> yep. fine. It really that's <laughs> fine. I mean, she only has to see it every day and kiss it. But you do yeah. it for the people. The people want it. Hey, I will say, Bree, um, thank you. Because right after I shaved it and she was, you know, giving her loving reaction to it, like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, I love that mustache on yeah. you. Um, like, stay I had away. Her, Take it easy, lady. And you know, after like you you shave and like your skin, like after not shaving for a while, but it's like um, baby, yeah, baby mm-hmm. smooth. I had her kiss that part of my chin that had been covered in hair for like the last month and a half. I had her kiss it and she was like, no, I'm not going to kiss that. And I was like, just do it for me. Just right here. Just right on the chin. And she was like, no. I was like, come on. And she did. And she was like, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's too soft. It's too soft. And I was like, isn't it nice? She was like, no, shave it off. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, I think you should uh, just keep it going, but I'm also not your wife. So. That's right. So I'm going to take your advice. Yeah, And I'm going to keep it growing. Good. All right. <laughs> um, awesome. So uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, water. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I am drinking a venti iced coffee with half and half and three pumps That's of white, white mocha. mocha. Why? Because if you have it, you're going to start drinking a venti iced coffee with half and half and three pumps of white mocha, too. I did try it, and it was surprisingly not as uh, like sweet as I thought it would be. Right. So I'll give you that. Okay. Um, did you? What do you give it for flavor? Like, what out of 10? 10 being the best. For I mean, for a drink that has flavor, 
Because mm-hmm. I'm my coffee, I just I like it just bitter. Yeah, I would say just like, like your seven. Soul. Yeah, <laughs> like how bitter I am that I had to order that. <laughs> um, no, I think it probably seven. I think it was good. Yeah, I did this. This coffee got me through college. Yeah, like I would as soon as I learned that um, Starbucks had like I think it was like fifty cent refills regardless of size. Um, size doesn't matter at Starbucks. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I go there. Good. And <laughs> we had um, these free refills like during finals week. I would just um, get a cup and then just continuously refill. And the Starbucks, I believe during finals week in Riverside, they actually stayed open. Uh, the one closest to the university stayed open 24-7. So you could just smart keep drinking coffee and that's what i did yeah i miss i mean there were some good coffee shops in san diego um when i was there for school we had Mm -hmm. one called the living room which was like a house that they converted into a coffee place oh yeah and you could go study in these little like rooms throughout the house it was pretty cool that's awesome yeah i never studied there yeah (laughs) well we had one that was like further away from campus i'd ride my my bicycle too mm-hmm. and it was called back to the grind oh and it had that kind of vibe to it it was actually it was part of like um like a strip of buildings that all share like walls with each other okay but they had a brick wall which is like classic for you know like a yeah. trendy coffee shop like one solid brick wall and then they had all of these um artists who would bring in their work and put it up for oh, sale on those, cool. that wall and they also had a loft where I think the owner like lived. Oh, so I was like, man, this is what I want to do when I grow up. That's tight. And yeah. now that I've grown up, I still want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, man. No, I really just like doing business for aerospace. So <laughs> it's kind of my dream come true. Oh man. Yep. That's why I went to school to be a doctor is to, uh, work on airplanes. <laughs> I already, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, let's not make that kind of podcast. Oh, um, but I will say, um, hi, you ordering our drinks. Thank you so much, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the videos of they? They have one called the pink drink, and there uh, maybe are, so look like the paint in this room. Yes. Oh yeah. Go ahead and tell everybody what what do you mean by that? Uh, we are um coming at you live. Yeah, yeah. From uh Alani's room, Austin's yeah. girl. So we're we're together again. Last podcast we weren't able to get together, and I kind of screwed up the recording. So I uh, fault too. I want to go ahead and address that and say sorry for the quality. My bad. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're together. We're in uh, Alani's room. She is sleeping in a different room. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, it's it's good to be together and uh, recording a, a cast again. Yeah, I think it. I just thought it would be kind of cool to record in the room. That's the reason like, we're we kind doing of started this. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, the uh, there's this video or there's multiple videos of girlfriends or wives that have their husbands or boyfriends um, order in the drive-thru. But instead of the pink drink, they had told their respective other to order a pinkity drinkity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like at one of those video 
yeah cha- like not like challenge reels. But yeah uh, oh yeah like the little video trends of just like a bunch of people that keep doing the same thing and the husbands are yep so this guy's like yeah uh could i get a medium he doesn't say grande of course it's like could i get a medium uh pinkity drinkity (laughs) (laughs) and then uh the first one i ever saw was a guy responding he's like uh yeah grande pink drink and he looks over at his wife and he's like is that what it's called? <laughs> and, and he just like starts busting up laughing because he realized that he just said pinkity drinkity. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm going to order a pinkity drinkity someday. Yeah. Mm. I hope not. Well, maybe if you ever order for us again, we'll probably have you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, well, if you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Instagram at welcome to fatherhood podcast on Twitter at fatherhoodcast. Uh, you can write us an email um, at welcome to fatherhood podcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 661-235-5315. And you know what? I'm going to just say the number again because we haven't had any voicemails. Yeah, come on. It's uh, 661-235-5315. Um, Austin, would you like to play a game for topics? Yes, because... Uh, we already finished our tournament. No. Wait, we didn't? We have one more. It's out of seven. I literally thought the, I thought you got the fourth win last time. Oh, no. no. That's what you're saying downstairs, huh? Yeah. No, um, I think I'm ahead three to two. Oh. So this is to tie it if you win or to clench it if I win. Okay. Oh man. Ah, I was going to make like a Lakers reference here and now I can't. Okay. Do it. Let's just pretend. Well, um, I was going to say that you were the Lakers and you were going to take it home. Mm. Um, well, you still can, but I might. It just, it was just a poor analogy. So I'm just well, going to stop there. We can just um, bring the Dodgers into it. Okay. And um, you could tie up the series right now instead of me going ahead like they did last night there we go and uh i I don't so you're gonna just demolish uh, me right now is what you're saying no i'll probably be like the dodgers and you'll tie it up so okay okay (laughs) (sighs) all right well let's uh let's do this you want to read orange or blues um i got some new cards this morning wow they use complimentary colors i respect that yeah Uh, let's do blue blue all right question number one do you want to answer first uh seven okay was that was that the question i I hope (laughs) i hope not because on okay wait here's how the game's gonna work we didn't explain it Mm. because i assume we'll have some new listeners (laughs) oh yeah um so hi new guys hi we're gonna do gals five questions and austin and i are gonna go back and forth um answering those questions he's going to answer first i'll answer second and then we'll you know do the opposite next time best out of five questions um this is wits and wagers and it is whoever gets closer to the answer and all the answers are numerical right i could have said that way more if you overshoot and the other person undershoots i think the undershoot wins right i have no idea if it's not like we've ever had that if if you guess over you're not automatically out it's just okay it's whoever's closer. closer yeah all right on average how old is an american woman when she gets married for the first time 
that's why I was saying seven probably is. You wrong. know, actually, this this sounds really dumb, but I feel like I have to ask, like, what? When did they do the study? Uh, I believe like, this was uh oh uh, Census Bureau twenty ten. Twenty ten. Valid okay. question. Um, I feel like it gets older every as, yeah. Like, yeah, like I feel like every five to ten years it gets pushed out further and further. Yeah. Like if you would have said like from the thirties, I'd have been like fifteen. Yeah, like like straight up eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe sooner. Uh, 2010. Let's go with 32. 32. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say 26. Mm. Ready? It's it's gonna be 28. Yep. 26.7. No way. Yeah. Whoa. That's up from the modern low of 20.1 in what? 1956. Wow. Yeah. 26.7. Get out there and get married, people. <laughs> it's the best decision ever, especially yeah. if you rush into it and don't think about it much. Exactly. Yep. Just do it. Vegas. Don't think. <laughs> don't think. There's no... if. Hey. What's the worst that could happen? I want a chocolate cookie and to get married. Yeah. Just do it on a whim. Yeah. That's the best advice we could give you. We're matchmakers on this <sighs> podcast. 32. <laughs> question number two so i'm up one mm-hmm. um question two how many movies did will ferrell appear in during the decade from oh. 2000 to 2010 no way this is a great question for us yeah this is like uh 2000 to 2010 let's see man was that like his prime i think so yeah and it's just movies, not TV Anchorman shows. Anchorman was in there during that time. Yeah. One. Movies. Oh, I'm guessing first this time, huh? Um, mm-hmm. 28. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, I want to say... Oh, man. I don't know all of them. I love you, Will, but I don't know all of them. Um, I'm going to say six. Six movies? Yeah. Man, that's a big difference. (laughs) The answer is 25. No way. (laughs) Will Ferrell interview quote. There's just many movies. Yeah. There's just something about yelling. That's funny to me. (laughs) Amen. Will. Amen. All right. So I'm up to zero. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Question number three. You're answering first. What percent of men have some form of color blindness? 34. I was going to say 32. Oh, do it. Do it. What if it's 33? <laughs> it's eight. Oh, my <laughs> if God. If it's 33, I don't know what happens. Well, guess I won. This might explain why some men wear outfits with clashing colors. That's okay. sexist. So now that we're on this subject. Yeah. Um, I know like red and green is the most common color blindness, right? Mm-hmm. So, so why are all of our stops lights red and green? That, that's a good question. Why is too. Christmas red and green? Right. Why is, um, other things that are red and green, red and green? Yeah. I was going to say sprinkles. Red and green it's is kinda... also complimentary color. So that's true. Maybe they're just trying to be complimentary. Maybe. But, um, my dad has this jacket. I can't believe it. So is that? How many is that that I just lost? Three. Three. <laughs> I won, but I want to keep. Okay. Going. Gosh, that was a landslide. That's okay. Um, so my dad has this jacket 
and it was a corduroy jacket mm. and it's green right is it well everyone except my dad says it's green says it's green so it's green <laughs> and he always says i'm gonna grab my this was when i was um when i was a kid this was like the funniest thing to me because he would always go i'm gonna go grab my brown jacket <laughs> and my mom goes you mean your green jacket and he's like no i'm gonna grab the brown one and he would grab the green one and we're like oh i thought you were gonna grab the brown one he's like this is brown <laughs> oh my <laughs> so gosh ridiculous dude I wonder if he remembers that. I'm sure maybe, he does. Maybe all of you guys are just wrong and he's the right one. You know, that also brings a like, philosophical question is like, what if we all just perceive it to be one way, but like birds perceive I've it to be completely different? I've thought of that too. What if my, like, okay, so what I see is red mm-hmm. is what I call red, but what mm-hmm. you see is red is my green, <laughs> but Jeez. we both call it red. Oh my gosh. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So we've built, like everyone is told like this color's red and it is to them, but their mm. red is different than someone else's red. <laughs> but you all agree that it's red because you've been told it's red, but you see different things. <laughs> that would be so crazy. This is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. <laughs> this is like, yeah, or like shower thoughts. Also, <laughs> work keeps me up at night that's true too and makes me cry in the shower oh guaranteed yeah um if ever you're stressed out though um i have a thing for it it's um as you're in the shower and like say you're crying because you're so stressed out about yeah. work you're thinking about work um every time let like make make the water really hot like take a hot shower like as hot as you can stand but still kind of comfortable and like let the water run down your face and like feel it like going across your face and gently rest your head up against like the tile or marble whatever wall <laughs> okay. you have in your I shower. I can't tell if you're being serious. And then um, as it's washing over your face and you're resting your head against the wall, um, just like taking a deep breath and then this is your life now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. okay. Question number four. (laughs) I'm answering first this time? Yeah. How old was Tiger Woods when he first became the number one golfer in the world? Oh, dude. He was uh, 14. You You answer first, though. Okay. Uh, He was young. Number one, though. Uh, Mm -hmm. 19. Oh, number one, like, in as uh <clears throat> wow um as like a champion like u.s champion of like the sort. best yeah oh. in the world because like he was like coming in first like when he started uh took it young all right i'm still gonna go i'll, I'll say 16 16 yeah 21 Jeez. the previous youngest number one golfer was bernard langer at 29 years old well sorry bernard but there's a new sheriff in town. Andy Bernard <laughs> went to Cornell. That's tuna. an office joke if anyone doesn't understand what that was about. Big tuna. Big tuna. All right. Question number five. Hey, I got to at least get one of these. You right? got to get on the board, dude. <laughs> How many peanut M&Ms are in a pound? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. How big is that bag that you could get from Costco? Was it three pound? I have no idea. I got one of those in college. 
Wow. I don't know why. That sounds like heaven. I needed three pounds of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> why don't you need... Everyone needs that in their life. Um, uh, 873. Wait, how many pounds? How many peanut M&Ms are in a pound? In one pound. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. Uh, I don't know. I'll go... I, 573. 573? Yeah. I'll go 375. Okay. Oh, man. that Now I'm going to be so confused because you know, of my dyslexia. Listexia? Yeah. Hey, when life gives you melons. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 193. <laughs> we counted them ourselves and then ate them one by one to double check. Cute. Wait, they said we. We counted them. Oh, okay. That's weird. Didn't ask. So, Austin, I won that round and I thought, clenched the series. Uh, today is Sunday, October 25th. Mm-hmm. I'd have, you know, it's opposite day. Oh. So I did that intentionally because I wanted to win on opposite day. Well, so I lost. What un- do you got to say about that? Uncongratulations. <laughs> well, you said congratulations. Because dang it's opposite day. It. Thank you. You're you're not welcome. Oh, dang it. I mean, yes. <laughs> we could go on for not ever. We, we could be really short about this. We shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, um, why don't uh, I just go into my topic now? Uh, okay. So I didn't really have one. I know we were going to talk about something. Yeah. Um, but mine's really quick, and it just... Um, kind of came to me when I was reading my Bible this morning. Mm-hmm. I was actually um, I was in Exodus twenty, which is the Ten Commandments, um, and one of the commandments talks about the Sabbath and keeping it holy. Mm. And um, I just kind of wanted to talk about it real quick, uh, get your thoughts on it. I know that, um, I mean, a lot of people have different views on this. There's yeah. you know Sabbatarians who. Um, do not do anything besides go to church on Sunday. We're actually recording on mm-hmm. a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so wanted to, I don't know, just get, just talk about it real quick, get your thoughts on it. Yeah. I know that um, I think that it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since creation, God took a day of rest. Yeah. And I imagine creating the entire universe in six days was a little bit exhausting. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I think it's, what are your thoughts on it? Um, And so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's also like, like, is it seventh day Adventist that like the Saturday, Saturday. Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think that's one of them. I think there's a couple people who have it wrong like that. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is, this is actually interesting. Cause like, I'm going to say, I think it's really important just to, um, like to go to church. And I, as I say that, I'm like thinking some, sometimes we go Saturdays, sometimes we go Sundays. So I guess it's, to me, it's more of a, are you making that effort to go forth and like truly like reflect on how blessed your life is and make an effort to like go to church. And it's weird. I say that now just because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but I don't, 
I don't think that I hold it as um, traditionally, I think, as a lot of people do. Because mm-hmm. I'll still, like, mow the lawn or, like, um, that's about all I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's stuff to there's stuff to do. There's groceries to get if you haven't. Oh, and there's, definitely. Uh, that's um, a big one. Taking, like, taking the trash out. I know that in the Old Testament, they weren't even allowed to, like, gather, like, sticks for, like, a fire. Like, you yeah. had to get everything done. You couldn't walk. I think you had to walk under a certain amount of, uh, like footsteps. And, um, I think a lot of that kind like, of goes away when Christ came and was like yeah. the new covenant. Um, cause there's still like, I, I don't, I'm going to be so wrong on this. So I'm trying to be careful how I say it, but there's still like people who won't even use like electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, and like on the Sabbath, like they'll use it the other days of the week, but they only like will light a candle for oh. their light at night. I wonder, is that like Mennonites or? I can't remember. That's why I'm. I don't know. Not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's people who really observe it. There's Sabbatarians who I know. There's people um, who make an effort to not even have like conversations that aren't about god on sunday and they really mm-hmm. try to just focus on you know it being a devotional day mm-hmm. but i don't know i was thinking about it and i mean not to get i don't know the saturday sunday thing i don't really have a hard position i mean mm-hmm. i believe that it's sunday but i don't i mean if you observe it saturday i don't yeah. really have an issue with it i think it's just having a day of rest and i know we've had a couple busy weekends yeah. um uh, you especially, you'll get into it. But mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, we were in San Diego uh, shooting a wedding. Yeah. Um, so that was, we were gone all weekend. That was exhausting. Last weekend, um, I drove up to Arrowhead <clears throat> and was in a wedding. Shout um, out to Ricky. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats, guys. Um, this weekend, you know, I was busy doing something Friday. Um, yesterday, Liz was shooting... Um, some photo shoots up in Tatchby. I was watching so the boys busy. today. We're recording and looking mm-hmm. forward to just being home with the goofballs and yeah. and uh, Liz. And um, so it's been oh, it's been busy. So this day of this concept of rest really stuck out to me when I was reading this morning, and I uh, just did a quick little search on it. Um, so in actually in Exodus twenty eight, it says, "Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy." Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. And so Mm -hmm. I I just did a quick little search, um, and it was actually Piper, John Piper, mm-hmm. I came across um, at desiringgod.org. Oh, and yeah. he said, one of the things we should do um, is do things on the Lord's day that refresh us for his service intellectually, physically, and spiritually. I like that. Um, so if you sit at your desk all week, um, you should go on a walk or ride a bike on Sunday. Hmm. And if you work on a farm breaking your back all week, which is what they did in the Old Testament, then sit down and take a long nap on Sunday. The rest piece, I think, is psycho, uh, physiologically and from a creation order standpoint wise, 
I use the word wisdom rather than mandating any particular way of doing it. Just take one day in seven and set it aside as a day when you are physically recharging. Hmm. And I know for me, physically and mentally really go hand in hand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I sit at a desk, so I really enjoy, you know, mowing the lawn, yeah. running around with the boys, going on a bike ride, uh, doing things like that. So that's kind of my rest. And, uh, I like that. It's, I don't know. A recharge. That's kind of what I have to think about it. Dude, I like that a lot. So, and I think there's, uh, hmm, what am I trying to say? I think it's awesome to put it in that perspective of, hey, this is where you, if you've deviated at all during the week because you're caught up in everything that you're doing, this is where you realign. Yeah. And I think that's where it was coming from, like bring the focus back to where the focus should be. Mm-hmm. And um, um, it, it reminds me a lot, and I, I won't go too deep into this, but I just... I know for me, like I was raised Catholic uh-huh. and, um, as I, I chose to, um, then follow the Protestant, um, which is like the uh, opposite. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, in a way, yeah, they, it, they clash a little bit. There, there are definitely differences there. Um, but I, I've, and this is where I tread lightly because I, in my personal belief, I feel like there are people who can be saved on both sides and there are people who can misunderstand on both sides Mm -hmm. and um that is where you have to seek out your own faith and um like truly look at what the word of god says yeah and um and i didn't mean to be insensitive with that (laughs) it's just funny like the protestant reformation was Mm -hmm. the you know the stem off of that uh roman catholic yeah tradition so it uh, always makes me yeah. And so like it it was interesting for me cuz I've got to see both sides of it in my mm-hmm. life now. And the the one thing that I I really feel strongly about the Catholic faith that I still do um uh, uh just for me personally like I still like miss that part of it was how like e- e- taking communion mm-hmm. like there were so many steps leading up to that and there was so much preparation for that. Like the reverence. In the service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that, um, yeah, putting it so highly, like this is something special mm-hmm. and like taking that moment to, or all that time to, um, lead up to it and like setting it apart and saying like, Hey, this is like in remembrance of Jesus Christ, like yeah. his sacrifice. It, that kind of, Yes, that is tradition, but it's also like that focus and that separation from everything, like putting it like high, high up there, you know, and yeah. value. And, um, that's something that I do think like, uh, was done very well yeah. in the Catholic faith. Like, um, this is very special and that I was just thinking about that as you're talking about the Sabbath, because it's setting apart that time, um, to realign and, make sure you you have it clear in your head like what is important yeah Um, that's funny that's where i was going with that yeah it's funny you bring that up too and you use the word like the high point of the service there's i was just listening to reform pubcast this Mm -hmm. week 
and he was talking about um tanner was talking about i think it was called high point really but it was how that how his church had structured its service to leading up to the high point of the service which was communion Mm. and it was everything leading up to um you know breaking bread yeah um and remembering christ's death on the cross right and partaking in that sacrament so um i yeah there's probably churches that do it well and churches Mm -hmm. that it's just a checkbox on the on the uh you know the flow yeah and in some parts i in some churches that i've gone to it's it's felt like that was kind of like a brief like almost like it we still prayed and we still um like had our moment but it was a very quick and kind of off to the side type of deal yeah when yeah and growing up it was always a very extremely special thing yeah definitely um, yeah man that's a yeah i i think that was cool where it went i just wanted to throw it out there i didn't know that um exactly where it would go but I, I like the whole like recharge aspect and refocus. Yeah. I, I think that's important. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Um, so do you mind if I jump no. into mine? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't even really know where I'm going to go with this either. But uh, just to get everyone aligned with what's going on with me in the last few weeks and kind of why also we haven't been, uh, uh, recording lately. Um, the last few weeks, uh, I'm really happy that, uh, last episode we talked about my papa, uh, my mom's dad, because, um, he actually just passed away two weeks ago. And, uh, just yesterday and the day before we had, uh, his viewing and then his funeral service. So there's been a lot of buildup in um, my family just with uh, him being at the hospital and him being on the decline in his health. And he he's actually had a lot of health issues for a very long time. Um, but he, he had just recently passed. And um, I had the crazy honor, um, of being able to speak, um, as, uh, for the eulogy. And it was probably, I, I think, I think it was the hardest thing I've ever done mm-hmm. was speaking at that eulogy, um, because of the position that my papa had in my life and, um, how much I respected him and like loved him and this was the first big uh the the first big death that I've ever had to deal with um like on such a personal level I've had family pass away in the past um and and yes it was it was heartbreaking and it was sad but I've never had it on this level um my grandfather he I didn't, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to go to daycare because I could literally walk and I did walk to my grandparents' house from my house growing up and they were my daycare. So, um, and every summer when we were out of school, it was all of my cousins would be at my grandparents' house and while everyone else was, all the adults were at work and that was kind of like every summer. So I guess, um, 
I just kind of wanted to say, like, you know, we, we, I think this podcast is a great place for us to kind of, um, for us to align what it means to be a dad and what it means to be, um, a father who is the head of a family who seeks after Christ and everything. And I, I think that, um, when it comes to our life, um, it's so, it's so fragile. Like the Bible talks about it being a vapor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it matters if you, if you pass away at 18 or 89, like my grandfather, life is short and it never feels like enough time. And, um, I, I think it's just like, I kind of wanted to just talk about how, how we can't lose sight of what's important and kind of how, um, I guess even tied to what you said, like our lives should be like a, a constant realignment with who Christ is. And, um, I think my grandfather did that really well. He lived his life that way. Um, he, I, I actually, um, sp- spoke of the eulogy saying, I think one of the reasons that his life was so blessed, not easy by any means, but blessed was because he constantly sought God in everything he did. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he knew how to navigate. Um, so and I also think that like all of the characteristics that make him who he was, um, a lot of them line with who Christ is. And I think that should be the goal for all of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't, I guess I don't really know like where I, like I, where I want to go with this other than to, to say, I think, just me as a father, um, moving forward. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess you can jump in, but it might be more of a rhetorical question is just like, what, what do you think you would want people to say your eulogy or like, what do you want to be known for? Um, and like, are you living a life like that? You know, I, I don't know if you want to answer that. That's more rhetorical kind of for everyone listening too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just think it's like worthy of thinking about because the, the actions we do day to day, the things that we do, um, at work, um, it, it defines us. So I just think like, it's really important to reflect on our lives and are, are we on track? Are we, are we doing what we should be doing? Maybe yeah. it's just like a good, a good time to just reflect is maybe, uh, maybe one of the points of this podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know like for me, I like being liked. Yeah. But is that what people are going to, say like oh Mm. he was likable (laughs) or is it you know oh no he stood up for you know what was right Mm -hmm. um 
you know, some, a lot of the times I really want to be like funny. Yeah. But I mean, is that like at what cost, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be liked or, you know, being funny or trying to make people laugh. But is that the, the main goal? Yeah. I want to be remembered as like, um, an amazing husband, uh, an amazing dad and friend. Yeah. And just someone who, um, I don't know, I want my life to show, um, like reflect God and what he's mm-hmm. done in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I think, and there will be a lot of people who disagree, but I, I truly believe at the end of your life, if I think if God doesn't come up or something about honoring God does not come up, um, as, as much as you can help humanity and as important as that is, if you don't do it in Christ, I think there's, there's a problem there. And I, I think that it's, it should be something that comes up mm-hmm. is like, like he was a godly man, you know? And I think that that's, um, I think that's huge. Um, yeah, I think I know like the humor thing, the humor thing came up in the eulogy and, uh, I had never told anyone in my family except my wife and my mom, um, about why I am the way I am. And, um, my family had never heard it and it was probably the hardest part of the entire eulogy. Like Mm. I, I paused for a solid, I don't know how long. 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 (laughs) minutes just trying to get out the words and I barely got out the words. Um, but the, there was the portion just personally with, uh, my papa's like, I remembered when I was a kid, we'd have all these huge family gatherings with like so much extended family who I didn't even know how I was related to these people. Yeah. And there were some new um, faces at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There, there was some that like, yeah, they, they've always lived far away and we just like, they would come out when they could. And I don't think, yeah, it ever overlapped when like you had to come over and Katie Lonnie said that she's like, I know all the names but I don't know all the faces. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Cause like for the first time I, at that there, I, I knew who everyone was except one guy. Oh. There was one guy. I don't know who he was. And he called, <laughs> this is already going. On Sorry to derail you. No, it's good. Um, this guy was awesome. And he clearly knew my family. Well, he knew my uncle Pete who had passed away last year, mm-hmm. who is my grandfather's youngest brother. And, um, he, he just knew all of my family and he knew me clearly from when I was small, but I don't remember who he was, yeah. but he, he came up to me at, after the burial, um, which was after the mass that was at the church. And then we went over to the memorial for the burial. He said, Hey, that eulogy that you said, he was like, it was, he's like, you honored your grandfather with that. And then he said, you, you spoke clearly. It was, you've done, you've done well. Hmm. And he was like, so, and then he patted me on the shoulder and he said, good job, David. And my cousin walked up to me and said, did he just call you David? 
<laughs> and Lisa started the- busting up laughing. I was like, yeah. Is that the Curtis guy? Uh, I don't know what his name was. Because some guy came up to me and was like, thank you. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, how do you know? Are you family? And I was like, well, kind of. Yes. I was like, Austin's been my best friend forever. He's like, oh, cool. All right. Well, nice meeting you. And I was like, yeah, you too, man. What? Uh, was that? Did he have a ponytail? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's his name? I uh, think so. Okay. Kurt, Curtis. <laughs> hey, uh, he was wearing you. just like the normal blue, like medical mask. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. He's Curtis. All right. Thank yeah. you, Curtis. He's been a fan, friend of your family for a long time. Yeah. You should have known that. Um, my name's Austin, but I thank you. He had some really kind words, dude, and he yeah, clearly he knew cool my dude. family, so um, it was awesome. And he drove out like a far way too. Oh. Um, he was like from San Jacinto, I think. So wow. he drove out. But um, uh, what was, <laughs> was oh yeah, um, I was talking about how, and this was like more personal thing with just my grandfather. So like as people have known like I've always been the jokester like I've, I've always cracked jokes and whatnot um but growing up uh my whenever we'd have these family gatherings um I remember like playing out in our living room in my grandparents living room and then they had this extension that's like a patio just like concrete floors but it has all the walls and roof and everything and that's where all the adults would go and they would mainly be, yeah, like all the um, cousins of my grandpa and uh, brothers and sisters and the old people. And the big people table. Yep. Yeah. And it was always um, like there was rarely English spoken. It was usually Chamorro because uh, everyone was from Guam. Tut tut manuhao. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, right? Yeah, tat that manuhao. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what it means, but it yeah, half a day tat that manuhao. It's like, hello, how are you? How are you doing? See, si, bien. <laughs> Malik. Malik is good. Oh, yeah. And uh he uh I remember there would be like eruptions of laughter constantly from that patio. And I I clearly remember like looking over and seeing it and my papa was always at the middle of it. Like he was always a part of it. And as, as he's gotten, as he progressed in age, like in his dementia, like it was harder for him to hold conversation just Mm -hmm. because he, his memory span was a lot shorter. Like it was only like one sentence responses for the most part. He got a lot quieter towards the end, but, um, Bow wow. Yeah, bow wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, listen to the last episode if you if that's new to you. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he was always the the funniest person in the room, and um, I realized at a very young age that like I wanted that, and this was the part that was so hard for me to say to my family as I was like s- staring at my the entirety of my family and my. F- grandfather's casket was right in front of me um was I told them that uh I had always been I I knew at a young age that I wanted to be funny too and for me um it it actually it it wasn't so much that I really care if people like me as much as it is that I just 
wanted a part of him to be a part of me. Hmm. And like when I look at my life, I think that um, if if we have our kids and our grandkids who, um, so long as like we follow Christ and we live a godly life and a life that's honoring of, of Christ, that I think that would be awesome to hear a child or a grandchild or a great-grandchild say, I want to be like him hmm. because what that really should be saying is I want to be like Christ because that's who we should be emulating. Yeah. So follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, um, that it's been, it's been rough. Um, it's been a hard few weeks and I think, um, now I think where it gets really difficult is just, um, you know, we go through the passing of someone we love and they're no longer here and that's hard on everybody. But now I, I'm just all eyes and ears on my grandmother, my Nana, Mm -hmm. because it's just like, now we, uh, we're still going to be at her house like every day for the next nine days. So they like the Catholic faith, they have a, a rosary that they're doing at my Nana's house and uh, we go when we can like during this week at work it's just not going to work out Um, but uh, we'll be there on the weekend and it's just like you know I I was thinking about this last night like Bree and I had our first sit down dinner where we've been able to like cook and sit and it just be us two like the baby was asleep we're having dinner and like Bree just said something so simple. She was just like, thanks for dinner. Thanks mm-hmm. for making this. And then, like, I um, I had a hard time with it because um, like, with all my family we go on with our lives and we move on but I have my wife to sit down and eat dinner with every night and now sorry you're good Um, now my nana doesn't have that Mm -hmm. so we have to be there for her now um and it it's gonna be so weird going over there and not hearing her like laughing all the time because she was laughing all the time so now it's just taking care of the widow and making sure that she knows she's loved and we can't replace that portion of her that's missing now and that's something that only can be filled by grace and by God, but we can be there to support her. So that's kind of like our, our goal moving forward is to still be there for her and in the best way possible, have her feel that she's not alone. Um, 
So I guess that's another responsibility that's now stemmed from this. But um, it's another a, a different way to be like Christ, and like He's called us to be. Um, like you said, taking care of you know the widow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I know that, um, like death is hard, but I think there's been a lot of support around her right now. Oh yeah. And like you said, it's though when people move on and kind of get back into the, the flow of things, um, her life is still the, her not going to be the same. Yeah. So it's not, not forget, um, that part because I think I think my mom was one who told me that people are around when when death comes and there's a lot of support but it's really after all that goes away that they need it the most because mm-hmm. there's no distraction you know there's not just there's not meals silence. getting yeah yeah um so that's a that's a good point man and it wasn't even like it just kind of uh hit me and all 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 Bree said was thanks for making dinner, and I was just like, man, like my my nana won't even won't know that anymore, hmm. and like, but we can go and have that moment, and like my wife was so thankful, like she, it felt good because this is the first time in weeks that we've been able to just sit down like that, yeah, and have like we had like pasta and wine, it was so nice. And we just like sat down and it was really like we got to decompress. And I know she got to decompress because in all of my like scrambling and doing stuff um, to go over to my Nana's every day, uh, she had to stay home with the baby or she had to figure out how to juggle the baby and work while I was trying to figure out my stuff or like Mm -hmm. edit a video so that so she had to work, watch the baby. And I'm trying to edit this like video for crunch time coming up to my papa's uh viewing so it was just like a lot of stress all around and she was like so happy to just decompress and then like my thoughts still being with nana and papa was just like man that we get to decompress but what does decompress look like after the person you spent 67 years married with and that's not even dating that's just married 67 years um, how, what does decompress look like? Like, what does life look like anymore? Yeah. So it was just, um, yeah, I think now more than ever, like you, you said, and your mom said, like, it's just going to be the consistency of showing your love mm-hmm. and making sure we go over there all the more. Like we, we wanted to make sure we went over there a lot and COVID screwed a lot of things up for that too. Yeah. But, um, we tried to get over as often as we could and, um, as safely as we could with like the baby and also with Papa yeah. and his health. Yeah. Um, because he was getting a lot of exposure and going to dialysis three times a week. So it was just like potential exposure, right? Like sure. t- exposure to other people and trying to juggle all of that was just so, so rough but we try to make the time to go over and see them and um my mom would always show him videos of Alani and he would always laugh and talk to her on the video and um so like I guess now it's just 
all the more important mm-hmm. to still make that effort. But yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's a good put. Yeah, dude. I think that, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how to transition to recommendations. I was, <laughs> I was trying to think of it too, but do you uh, have any recommendations? I do. I do. And I know I've mentioned this before, um, but I mentioned that I got Brie a ice cream ma- maker, oh, an yeah. ice cream maker for uh, our anniversary. Well, my recommendation is the Cuisinart ICE-30B CP1 ice cream maker, two quart silver. It's on Amazon. That's what I'm looking at it right now. But... If you want a super simple, easy way of making the best type of ice cream that you've ever had, and it would be homemade and fresh ingredients that only you and you alone know what's in it, I strongly recommend this ice cream maker. That Amazon. sounds wonderful. And that brings me to my recommendation. Uh huh. Um, when you have a friend who has this ice cream maker and he makes you this ice cream, mm-hmm. um, over communicate with your wife so that she doesn't accidentally eat the ice cream and you don't get to try any <laughs> it's true because last time we talked about this yep um you made it mm-hmm. um and i <laughs> made a bowl for my wife or uh, excuse me i made a bowl for my wife and i yeah um because i was helping scoop it yep gave it to her helped scoop some of the other stuff for everyone else and then by the time i went to try some of this ice cream that you talked about in the episode before she had eaten all of it and i was like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) so yeah just uh communication is key so yeah just work on communicating with uh your significant other um (laughs) it will help your relationship she was going over to put the bowl in the sink and ryan was like are you serious (laughs) Dude, I was like, <laughs> "Oh my uh, gosh, she!" <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Brie was talking about it for the rest of the night, and then a couple days after, she was just like, "I still can't believe <laughs> you wanted to try it so bad." Uh, maybe another time. <laughs> yeah, next time, um, dude. We made. Uh, so I actually made that for one of the nights. Um, we had a Chamorro food night where we had, like, it's called chicken estafal. We had, like, red rice, finadeni, like, all these, like, traditional Chamorro things. And then I made ice cream, and I made chocolate ice cream, and I made coconut ice cream. Mm. And uh, my family loved it, and, like, I got a request for the next day uh, to make Rocky Road. So I I didn't know my whole life that Rocky Road is just chocolate ice cream. Marshmallow. With marshmallow. And and almonds. Uh, I think we did walnuts. Oh, just something think, crunchy. Yeah, it, yeah, it's some type of nut, but we did walnuts. Okay. But um, I had no idea. I always thought Rocky Road was like its own kind of flavor. Like, oh, I yeah. thought it was chocolate with something else, but it's just chocolate ice cream with like a little add-ins. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and then Cold my, Stone. So I, oh, yeah. there you go. Yep. So got to make that for you because it was bomb. Oh, dude, all yes, please. And um. Another fun fact was when I was a kid, I didn't like Rocky Road ice cream. And my mom was like, why don't you like it? Because I loved chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. And she, 
and I would tell her because of the bones, <laughs> because there were bones in my ice cream, the, the nuts. nuts. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the bones. Um, so my other reco is um, for all of you uh, new parents out there, the Summer Pop and Jump Portable Activity Center. It's called the Pop and Jump. And we got the outdoor animals uh, print on it. Okay. This is like, think of a bouncer. Uh-huh. Like just have your kid jump in. Um we got these from a recommendation from my cousin because it's a jumper, like a little bouncer, but it has its own like floor. So like, um, the reason for that is it's portable. So it like collapses like a little accordion goes into a storage bag. And we just actually, uh, yesterday like had morning, uh, we had coffee when we went and got donuts and we took the baby to the park. Nice. And we just popped open that little bouncer and put her in the bouncer, and she just loved it. Pop and jump. Yeah, it's called a pop and jump. Nice. Um, so it's a little portable bouncer, and I highly recommend that one. I like it. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Definitely. Maybe we link it when we drop the video. That sounds good. Or the, you know, post for this. Yeah, we need to get those affiliate links. I know. Because <laughs> we, we haven't... This has been purely... Uh, free 99 for Uh, everything right now we'll get there (laughs) we'll get there um (laughs) do you have a punny time i do all right all right um i decided to quit my job as a personal trainer because i'm not big enough or strong enough i just handed in my two-week notice (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's great uh thank you all so much for listening to welcome to fatherhood please rate and subscribe wherever you listen Add us on Instagram and Twitter to keep the conversation going. That means do it. Let's have a conversation. And let's become better fathers together. See ya. Later, guys.